Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Heart of Indie Radio, and you've got Captain Eddie here. Wow, do we have a special treat for you this evening. Joining us in our studios is an incredibly gifted indie artist, one that is touching the hearts and souls of so many around the world with her relatable, fresh, honest lyrics and beautiful, soft vocals that, well, they just immediately carry the listener off to a very special place in their own hearts. Please join me in welcoming none other than Emmeline Gracie, Welcome, Emmeline. <laughs> How are you, dear? Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Oh, we are honored. Thank you for taking time out of what I know is a busy schedule to join us here. You know, your story is something of a kind of a, a roller coaster ride emotionally, <laughs> and yet it's it's so relatable to so many of us. Now, you we'll talk about that in a minute, but you live and record in Dublin, yes? Yes, yes Dublin. Okay. That is awesome, and you're from a small town in West Germany. So what's the music scene like in Dublin for independent artists? Uh, Dublin, moving to Dublin was the greatest decision because I came from a place of electronic and pop music, and now I'm just surrounded by live acoustic music in pubs or on Grafton Street, and I do street music myself. So it's been this major shift towards like organic, real music, which is really beautiful. That is, it, it truly is. Now, with COVID over the past year and a half, have you had much of an opportunity to get out there and do the street music you're talking about? Sadly not. Uh, sadly not, but we are just back. This is the first week back on Grafton Street. So uh, it's, it's happy, very happy times for everyone. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, so many places. You know, it's really cool to see all these um, ads popping up on social media and on websites. And we're used to seeing artists continuing to promote their brands but we're not used to seeing our concert dates and suddenly we're seeing concert dates and that is cool yeah so how would you describe your own musical style i mean if you just had to put a label on it how would you describe your style well my style i love i like pop music i like structured music that feels comfortable and known and warm but I do like um, melancholy and softness and a bit of nostalgia. I was very, I think in my current writing, I'm very influenced by Lana Del Rey or Birdie um, or Daughter, like very soft mixture between folk and pop music, I think is the best yeah. right now. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good description. I can hear it in your vocals. It's, it's just so beautiful. And you're influenced by some really greats out there with Leonard Cohen and Florence and the Machine, Lou Reed, Tracy Chapman. That's quite a list. Can you talk yeah. about that a little bit? Well, this was, it wasn't a conscious choice. It was just the music that was around me, I think. And at some point I found out about Lou Reed and it, it started out, I don't know, it started a completely new life in music because the first record I was introduced with was actually Tracy Chapman's one of the best offs. I think there's multiple <laughs> best of oh, Tracy Chapman. Yes, she was the first artist I listened to with Bob Marley. But then when I started buying my first record, the first vinyl I bought was the Leonard Cohen Greatest Hits. And that was a just transforming experience, truly. Um, I mean, I think everyone has been influenced. Every songwriter has been influenced by Leonard Cohen, um, which will never make me Leonard Cohen. But it's definitely very present in the way I think about lyric writing. and Oh, absolutely. Music. Yeah. I think you're spot on when you say that every artist out there or most of them have been influenced by Leonard Cohen, whether they realize it or not. Yeah. You know, that it, it is just so, so true. So 
I'm going to tell a little funny story. <laughs> we don't really like to embarrass our guests, but we do like to tell little funny stories that, you know, aren't going to hurt anything. So are you ready for yours? Okay. Totally ready. <laughs> you can just, I can't, I can't imagine what people are thinking right now. It's like, she's like crawling off in the corner of the studio. So at age seven, you could sing along the lyrics with most of the ABBA songs. Oh yeah. Totally. Oh my goodness. I mean, as much as a seven year old can, I'm just imagining that. And I have to admit guilty as charged. I did it too, but <laughs> tell us about that. Well, I grew up with a single mom. So when Mamma Mia, the movie came out, that was our thing. And then I remember I was around six or seven and we went to an actual musical theater performance and we came back and my mom bought the CD and, and we just danced to it in the living room for probably a whole weekend. And then I, I was just hooked on the extensive catchiness of ABBA. I mean, I think no one can resist um, the vocal melodies and the, the backing vocals. It's just it's perfect. Oh, sure. And it was, it's just my happy place that I always go back to. And it's been, and I really associate it with my mom and, and home and kind of the way I grew up. It's You're right. It was just brilliantly done. Now, you have another little story that I'm going to kind of coax out <laughs> of her, folks. Tell us your Shakira story. They've got to hear this. Um, every time I, as a songwriter, I get asked about my influences, I... I tried to mention the influences that people can understand why I would be influenced, such as Leonard Cohen, but the most influential artist in my life has probably been Shakira. She's been, I was obsessed with her when I was very young in elementary school. And Shakira was the first concert that I ever went to with my mom, um, who has been listening to her since before I was born and um, saw her actually performing in the Dominican Republic, which is where um, my roots are. Um, before Shakira was famous. So I just totally grew up with Shakira CDs in the car. And by the time I was like eight and nine, I was absolutely obsessed. And my mom got me belly dancing lessons and she took me to a concert. And ironically, she's been the most influential artist in my songwriting career, even though my music doesn't really remind of hers. Um, I, I love Shakira. <laughs> I think I always will. <laughs> Well, you know what? If you're going to have a role model, she's a great one to have because she is just incredible. From the time that she just got started to even now, she has remained such a family-oriented and selfless human being. She gives back so much to the industry and to others who are not as fortunate. You know, she's just a real sweetheart. Love her to death. And, and uh, yeah, <laughs> she's on my playlist too. In the in the car, in the boat, everywhere. You know. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So you got a new song out, A Million Times. Uh, yeah. Want to talk about that a little bit? What was the inspiration for A Million Times? Love this thing, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. Um, the, in, uh, the, the inspiration was really as boring as it sounds now, but it was the COVID winter, the isolation. Um, definitely a good bit of heartbreak, but then it was a very conscious decision to fly home to Germany over winter, and I set up my my keyboard at my grandma's place and looked out into the German forest where I live. And it was just this very kind of inside moment that I had writing the song. It's very, very isolated, very distant. It's about miscommunication and betrayal. Um, now it doesn't feel like that anymore because I kind of released a lot of that 
like the emotion I had associated with the song originally. But um, this is how it was made or how it was like originally written. Very, very distant and kind of cool and very melancholic. That is beautiful. You know what? We ask folks a lot <laughs> in terms of the inspirations for their songs. And I can't remember any artist ever painting their description with such a wide artistic brush. That was beautiful. <laughs> I'm just I'm just sitting here envisioning the German forest and listening to you describe your writing process. And suddenly I want to be there. And so yeah. I am there. You know, that that's just beautiful. <laughs> Clever. Love it. Thank you. See, so you have an, another original single coming out, too. You're teasing us with that, are you? I do have another single coming out. A Million Times was my debut single, and it's been a crazy process. Um, but I'm really happy with how it turned out. I had no idea of what to expect. And definitely this year, I can promise another single coming out very soon. That, that is exciting. We're going to have to have you back so we can kind of talk about that and announce <laughs> that to the world. That is going to be so cool. You know, one of the things we love to talk about here at Heart of Indie Radio, given that we are an indie station, is the writing process. Could you maybe share with our listeners your own writing process, this connection of the mind and the heart? Um, is it internal or perhaps through the lens of human experiences, yours and others around you? What What is your writing process? So the very first thing about my writing process is definitely that there are always personal experiences i'm not someone who writes about other people's stories um ever really because i need more of an insight and i'm i heard a lot about songwriters not being able to write during COVID because there was nothing going on externally luckily for me i really like the the peace and quiet and when i write i'm like i'm a binge writer like i will not write for two months and then i will just kind of barricade myself in a room for three days and not do anything else and get it all out. So for me, writing is like almost like meditating. Like I set time aside and don't do anything else. And it's just going really deep into my thoughts. But what I do during the weeks or even months sometimes that I don't write is I will always have a journal with me and I just note down words and phrases so that when the time comes, I never start with an empty page because over the years that I've been writing, I learned that there's nothing as terrifying as starting with a blank page in front of me. So there's always something there that I can start off with, but I never, um, I never force myself to write every day. I hear a lot about tactics like that. For me, it doesn't work, um, but I do try to get my writing in every day. I do morning pages, always journaling, but songwriting is a really sacred moment that I really set up for myself. And there's no right or wrong way. Uh, you know, the process is different for everyone. So thank you so much for sharing that. One little detail, though, because I know that we're going to get emails about it. So I'll just ask, <laughs> is your writing process digital or do you use paper and pen? Or Oh, totally, totally paper and pen. I would never, ever trade a physical journal for anything. Oh, That's you are. You are an artist, <laughs> artist. Oh, my gosh. Such an honor to have you here. So what instruments do you play? I mean, we can see the Epiphone Les Paul that you have in your home <laughs> studio kind of hanging out in the corner there. And I've seen it on stage with you. And, you yes. know, uh, what other instruments do you play? And, you know, what's your favorite instrument to write with? Let's just throw it all in one question. How's that? So I started playing out guitar when I was 13. And it was more of a decision because my mom had a guitar. Um, so that was just how I started off. But now I just really, really invested into playing keys. And it's kind of becoming my main instrument, not only for writing, but also for performing, which I really enjoy because I never really resonated with guitar. It was just the 
like the most common thing to do as a songwriter. Um, but now I would say that keys is my favorite thing to write on and, and record on and everything, period. But a guitar is what I use on the street, so I'll, I'll never really get rid of my singer-songwriterness <laughs> playing an acoustic <laughs> guitar. <laughs> that is cool. Are you still dragging the cord around, or you, have you gone with the wireless adapters? Oh, no. I have a cord. <laughs> Old school. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to get you away from that and free you up a little bit so you don't have to trip over the cord. <laughs> yes. Are there any thoughts you'd like to leave or share with other independent artists out there? Maybe some words of wisdom or advice you might share with brand new up and coming artists, you know, those folks who maybe have not taken that leap of faith yet, you know, to believe in themselves or are brand new and been out there six months. Well, I still identify as a brand new singer songwriter and I, I wish I would feel wise enough to give someone wisdom, but, um, for me, the past year has been the best of my music career. And that started when I decided to not be a waitress anymore, but to do street music um, to support myself because it, it Good just, choice. yeah, it freed up my day. It, it just, I can't even explain the, the huge change it was. It made me surround myself every single day with other musicians for living, playing music, getting to meet people, getting myself out there. And this, this idea of getting myself out there, there also applies to social media. I started doing YouTube, which has been another huge thing um, because it made me think about who I actually want to be and how I actually want to show up in the world as an artist. And then the last thing is definitely um, protecting my privacy, which came with playing as a young woman on the street and, and making music online, learning a lot about where my boundaries are and that essentially I'm creating a brand and creating an image of myself and my art that doesn't have to be me personally and that I can protect my private life from from the online world yeah that that is so so important and perhaps when you come back for your round two we can kind of delve into that a little bit because that is so important particularly for new artists to understand that process and to kind of get that under control right up front uh, before you have a song that goes wild <laughs> you can't do anything about it <laughs> Oh my goodness. So how may our listeners find you out there online, your your website, your social media, etc.? Yes, everything. My website, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, it's all Emmeline Gracie. Um, yeah, and you can also reach me if you want to contact me under Emmeline Gracie at gmail.com for inquiries or any other things that are going on. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, Emmeline, thank you so much for joining us here this evening. It has been so much fun and truly an honor to have you here. It's like being blessed to interview a new pop star before she gets wildly famous and sells out stadiums. And You know, you have such a beautiful voice and stage presence, personality. Everything is just working in your favor. I, mean, I can't wait to, to see where you go next. Uh, we just hope we could be along for the next leg of your journey. Thank you so, so much. I so appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, folks, now we're going to get back to the music right here at Heart of Indie Radio. <laughs> 